There is so much power within the digital age these days. There are actually so many ways you can monetize online. As long as you put the time and effort into learning how to do that, you could do it literally with a laptop, with Wi-Fi, anywhere around the world. This is Debbie, and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location-independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey listeners, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Lucky for you, I have created a new site that will help you learn how to launch, grow, and monetize your own show. I offer one-on-one mentorship programs and I'm launching an ebook, How to Create a Profitable Podcast that can help you take your podcast from hobby to profitable business. Visit howtocreateapodcast.com to learn more. Again, that's howtocreateapodcast.com. See you there. On this week's episode, I'm so excited to speak with Grace F. Kim, who is a digital marketer and a recent digital nomad. Grace is a self-proclaimed travel junkie who's able to become a remote worker by learning online marketing skills. Listen on to find out how Grace is able to become a digital nomad as a remote digital marketer. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited to speak with Grace. Hey Grace, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I am awesome. (laughs) So before we get to all of the incredible tips that you're going to give us, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Okay, so born and raised in Jersey. I've grew up here my whole entire life, but I've always had like an adventurous personality and to myself. And I feel like I've always been traveling from like a young age, but I didn't really get into it until like literally exactly a year ago. I backpacked all over Italy. And from then I just got so hooked on traveling. I started traveling every single month from there. And like through it, I've traveled while working a full-time job. So balancing it out was not too difficult, but it gave me that leisure where, oh, I have somewhere to go back home and work. And right now I'm still currently working a full-time job actually, but I also delved into digital marketing. So I've always been within the marketing space, but specifically doing things digital is kind of new to me. So over the course of the year, I've delved into like email marketing, paid media, social media marketing, SEO. And I recently actually got a digital marketing certificate in New York City. And I've only learned so much from there. And this is where my journey continues. (laughs) That's really great. But also because you have a nine to five that is able to allow you to keep traveling and doing it for so long. What kind of day job, what kind of nine to five do you have now that allows you to do that? So right now I work within paid search and paid search. When I entered this job, I knew almost nothing about and It's actually really funny how I got into it. So at my previous job, I was in marketing, but I also delved into e-commerce there. And it's like a really funny way how I got into e-commerce. I was going to the post office with one of my coworkers and 
she was dropping off a letter and I was dropping off this huge box and she was like, Grace, what is that? And I was like, you know, I just like sell things on eBay. <laughs> and she's like, what? Why are you here? Like, do you sell on Amazon? And I was like, no, I don't. And then she was like, you should start selling on Amazon. And I was like, okay. And from that initial question, I like just went all in into Amazon. It's so, it's such, it's so funny how that happened. But I was selling on FBA, but it became more of like a, like I don't currently sell on FBA anymore, but I feel like I've learned so much doing it because I had to learn e-commerce from the ground up and I had no one to support me with it because I didn't really know anyone who was selling unless I like went on to Facebook groups and I met people online there. But the one thing that killed me the most was not learning how to read my advertising reports on FBA. And that's where I lost all my money because I didn't know how to manage the campaigns or anything. So I straight up told myself, if I could find a job where they taught me how to read my reports and learn advertising, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. So I applied literally to three places. And one of those places I um, applied for was my current company right now. And it's funny because I got the interview while I was traveling in San Diego at the time. <laughs> and I had my phone interview while hiking potato chip. And they were like, do you know this company? I'm like, not really. But somehow I was just totally honest with myself and I landed the job and now I'm in paid search. But it's only helped me so much with every, so many different outlets within digital marketing so I'm still learning the paid side of it. And it's literally stretched my my pain points and my growing potential because I am not a, a numbers or a data person, but I am super happy that I'm in this field right now. So that's how it came to be. <laughs> wow. Well, it seems like you're the type of person that just, if you're interested in it, you just go all in and whatever it is that you don't know, you try to learn as much as you can, which is really amazing. I mean, a lot of really successful entrepreneurs are those types of people. You just want to keep learning. You want to keep going and nothing is going to stop you. But paid search is really interesting. Can you tell us a little bit more of what that actually entails for many of us who actually don't know what that is? <laughs> yeah. So pretty much, well, paid media as a whole is creating campaigns and advertisements on platforms such as like Facebook, Google, Bing, Instagram, all that stuff. But I mainly focus on Google and Microsoft Bing as my main platforms. But the skills that I've learned here can translate into social media. So if you're deciding on running Facebook ads or Instagram ads or Snapchat ads, it's all within paid media. So pretty much I just create campaigns, uh, make sure that the company's making money um, and tweaking them from there. And it actually opens myself up to being a little bit more creative with my side. But that's pretty much it. And it's, it's a whole science to itself. But it's, it's really fun and interesting. And I feel like if companies want to be successful these days, organic search is, it, it is important. But if you want to scale quickly, I think anything paid me or pay search related is a must. Absolutely. I think with SEO, 
it's definitely a long time and long term game, mm-hmm. but it is mm-hmm. very slow. But it is, you know, it's a proven method to to have. But like you said, paid search and making sure that you're doing ads and all of those things are also really important because then it's a lot faster. But that is a, a really incredible thing that you did is you're getting paid to learn. That's pretty uh, Exactly. <laughs> That's like what I tell everyone. I'm like, I'm just so happy I landed this job because it's something that I really wanted to learn. And they're paying me to learn how to use all the UIs and just the platforms themselves. So now, Grace, now that you have this job in this company and you have all of this knowledge that you're gaining and learning every single day, what are you planning to do with it? What is your end goal for learning all of these different things? Well, ever since I was younger, I've always loved marketing and sales. And you could have asked me when I was 10 years old, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I didn't even know like the full extent to it, but I always wanted to do marketing and sales. And, you know, with my current job and with the current skills that I have within digital marketing, I'm going to be completely honest, I don't know exactly what I want to do with it, but I want to be able to help people out grow their businesses or grow their their platforms or give advice to people who do not understand these type of niches themselves. I know like a lot of it you can find online, but like getting dirty with it, a lot of people don't know how to navigate through these type of platforms. So I don't know. I'm not really too sure. But right now, I just want to be able to build up my skill sets. Well, I mean, that's the biggest thing about it is that you're getting so much from this and you're getting paid for it, which is pretty incredible to me. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I actually, last week, I got a digital marketing certificate in New York City. And that taught me everything about like ads, analytics, SEO, digital marketing, email marketing. So I just want to leverage everything I've learned there and use it for work and for my outside things too. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to be talking more about this for extended interview with Grace, where she's going to share with us how you can also become a digital marketer and work anywhere that you want Mm -hmm. and learn all of these skills. So that's going to be really exciting. So Grace, you have been delving into so many different things. You were in Amazon, you're doing paid search, you're doing digital marketing. What has been the biggest setback that you've encountered so far? Hmm. I think the biggest setback to all this was accepting my learning curve. So I grew up working my butt off because I never thought I was good enough for school and in the education world because I mean I'm a Korean American myself and you know a lot of people think like oh Koreans are just so smart and whatever and I grew up in a town where it was like half Korean half Jewish people and everyone was so smart and so competitive but I was never able to reach up to that point or like in my mind I never thought I was good enough because I was always put into like lower classes. I wasn't approved to take any AP classes. Like it just like distraught me. So because of that negative type of feeling, I just worked my absolute butt off for everything. So I would study for exams like literally months in advance or I would start papers like 
literally in the beginning of the semester because it always took me so much longer to get them done. And, you know, this did translate up until I went to college and actually at my current job right now too. But I think my, my biggest setback was being able to understand data. It's funny because when I graduated from college, the one type of position or industry that I want to go into was anything data related because I'm just not a numbers person, but it's so funny because right now my job forces me to be a data scientist and this really, really stretched out <laughs> what my I thought I was capable of doing. But yeah, everything else like that was going on in my life and currently is going on in my life was felt like it was going uphill except like <laughs> Me fully accepting that this is something like this is a field that I wanted to get better in, and I mean, now I feel like I'm I'm trying to get over the setback, but that was like one of my biggest setbacks for a while. Yeah, it's really funny because when they see Asian people, you know, I'm Asian too. They automatically <laughs> think we love numbers and we're really good I, at math. No, <laughs> the, the, like the typical stereotype of Asians, and I'm just like you, Grace. I never like math oh until I started a business, and I'm like, okay, I really have to use this. But it's honestly, it's also about interest right now that Mm -hmm. you're interested in this the numbers are really exciting you know it's getting you somewhere that you want to be so before (laughs) I was like you when you were telling your story I was saying to myself oh my gosh we are from the same cloth because (laughs) oh my god yeah no seriously people are just like um aren't you good at math I'm like not really Like, I like it. I just don't understand it as quickly as you do. Yeah, exactly. I know. I get, I come from a family who's really good in math and science. Like, and, and here I am. I Oh, my goodness. I had such a hard time in school with math, too. So I totally feel you. Yeah. Well, I mean, literally tell me how my Amazon business failed. <laughs> but biggest learning curve from there, too. So I just didn't know how to do numbers. I was like a one-man team. <laughs> for like a whole year. (laughs) And I think a really great thing about you, Grace, is that you don't let it stop you, right? Because I think a lot of people, (laughs) it's true though, there's a lot of people who will see this and listen to this and they'll say, oh my gosh, you know, there's so many things that I didn't try or do because there was one thing in there that I wasn't good at. And look at what you're doing. You're actually embracing it. (laughs) (laughs) I do my best too. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So now that you are doing this, you're learning so much from it, right? How does this really want you to strive to be location independent and live this type of lifestyle? How are you able to Mm -hmm. get to that point? So there is so much power within the digital age these days. And, you know, there are actually so many ways you can monetize online so many ways. As long as you put the time and effort into learning how to do that, you could do it literally with a laptop, with Wi-Fi, anywhere around the world. And personally for myself, like I'm not money-driven. It's funny because I don't really care about financial freedom. I care more about my life freedom. So if I'm able to work on something that I'm really passionate about and help people out through media then I will do everything in my power to get to that point. 
So right now, I'm trying to build all my social platforms right now. So my blog, my Instagram, YouTube, everything in order to have that type of life freedom. And I'm so addicted to traveling. As long as I literally have like a bathroom, Wi-Fi, and a laptop, I'm set. <laughs> I'll literally just like sleep on the floor and live out this nomadic life. Like I, I just need those three things and I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> For a lot of people, that is kind of the dream, you know? That's the Exactly, yeah. And like you said, it's about the freedom to live the life that you want. And it's the money is not necessarily the most important thing obviously we all need it but for some mm-hmm. people that's not really what they would choose as their measurement for success and right. i think there's different ways of looking at success and freedom in so many different ways is a huge part of that and that's definitely something that you want to strive for Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of people do strive for financial freedom. And most people do. But for me personally, like the way I see it is that if I work on something I'm very passionate about, I'm sure the money will follow eventually. Yeah. So that's like the model I'm going for right now. Yeah, definitely. That is really true, though. If you're not passionate in anything, and I've done this before where I started businesses that I wasn't passionate about, but I thought it was going to make money, it did not succeed because I just didn't have the passion for it. And it really showed and people will see that too. Your clients will see that. And also, you're not going to keep going. You're not just going to be driven to do it. And it's, you know, for the most part, it's not going to go very well. At right, the end. right. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I know there has been like a few times where like I've tried to like delve into things I'm not passionate about to find it like make it successful. And it just it falls from there because I'm like, I just don't care about putting more time and energy into this. <laughs> <laughs> So I know you are not driven by money, but do you do anything currently to help you set off to be location independent? And do you budget yourself so you can make it last later on when you do finally go full time to be location independent? Yeah, so I'm currently in that process right now. I want to be able to monetize through the blog and it's like three weeks ago, um, I worked with my web designer to redo the whole entire layout. So hopefully in the next few months, I'm able to live, <laughs> um, live off the blog. But obviously, I'm looking into like other ways as well, which is currently in the process. And I started budgeting this year when I got really serious into traveling. And how I did it was I got a financial advisor And I've just, like, I'm just so thankful that I got an advisor right now because he's really helping me set up for uh, financial success and freedom. So, I mean, even though, like, I'm only 24 years old and a lot of people, they don't consider getting an advisor at, at 24 years old, I highly encourage it because he's really helping me understand where my money is going and helping me putting my money into like diversify my assets pretty much. So I would say that is like the one thing that I'm like really working up to and saving and budgeting and all that stuff. 
That is a great way to do it because like you said, most people at that age in our 20s, we don't think about where our money is going. You kind of just think, mm-hmm. oh, it's going to keep coming. I'm, t- I'm really right. young. Everything is going to come, whatever. I could think about that in my 30s or 40s or wherever. But the younger you are and the more you think about that, the more you're going to have freedom financially later on and you don't have to think about that and struggle and stress about all of those things and believe me that's going to come in handy when you're older <laughs> and you have to think about these things I know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly so I mean for myself right now I'm like you know if I'm abroad and I literally become bankrupt like what do I do and I have this some money set aside for me on the side where I can just tap into so that's like like one of the things that like, I'm so happy that I got an advisor for. <laughs> I think it is a really smart, a smart thing. And <laughs> you're young enough to be able to save and to splurge. And, you know, as long as you have that person to kind of keep you going, that's really good. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I used to be a huge spender, like swiping my credit card left and right, like not caring <laughs> about like how much I'm spending. It was so bad. But now I'm like really cautious about budgeting. Yeah. It's really easy to do that, especially when you live in a place like New York City and you live oh in God, an expensive yeah. place too. So sometimes you have really no choice to do it. But that's the beauty about being a location independent is that Grace can actually leave and then go somewhere where it's cheaper and she doesn't have to spend as much. And I think that's the really best thing. And I think one of the best things about being a location independent is you have the option if you want to do that as well. Exactly. Exactly. So let's fast forward to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy <laughs> would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Uh-huh. You know, I always say like, I don't even know what I'm going to do next week. But <laughs> if, we're, if we're looking 50 years from now, the legacy like I want to leave for people is that I, I'm the type of person that always wanted to share everything that I've gone through. I'm super vulnerable as it is, not only in person, but all over the media. Like I like to share a lot of the stories that made me struggle and help me become who I am today because I know there are a lot of people out there who go through really similar things in their lives, but they don't know what to do. And and most people will not come out and be as vulnerable because it is like a very, like it can be very dark parts of their lives. So I just want people to remember me as like, a girl who like just didn't care about what anyone says and just wanted to help people out. Yeah. And you're right. It's, it's really hard to do that, especially when there's so many eyes looking at you. It can be really daunting and intimidating, but it's also good to remember that so many people are probably going through something really similar as you and would love to hear your perspective and how you're able to deal with certain stressful situations or trauma. And I think that is a really good thing to leave is just to be that type of person who's open and honest about what they're going through. And I think that's really important, especially when you're going through the journey and for other people mm-hmm. to understand the realities of everything. Exactly. Like in the beginning, when I started sharing online, I was like, like sometimes I'd be a little nervous, but I'm like, you know, if one person could get something out of this post, then I've done my job. I've done my part. And I've gotten a lot of 
people I've met randomly, like I, I for, honestly forgot about them, like reaching out to me and telling me like how much they could relate to my post. And I'm like, wow, that, that just like makes you feel so good, like deep down in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely think that's one of the most rewarding things is when you see that you have impacted somebody, even if it's just a little thing exactly. and you don't know who else you're impacting and they just haven't said anything. So you never know. Exactly. I live for that. (laughs) (laughs) So are there any questions that you wish people asked you more of? You know, I've never really thought that. I think because I am so open that people are open back with me. But I don't think there's anything specific that like I wish people asked me more. Yeah. No, I, I like, yeah, I'm kind of like stumbled on this. I don't really know. <laughs> like Grace is an open book, everybody. I so am. She, she shares. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, like a lot of people usually will like, when I'm talking to someone, they tell me like, I ask very specific questions. So I guess in that sense, if people could ask me like questions about myself that like are not from the norm, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't know how to explain <laughs> like if I'm like elaborating correctly like out of the box type stuff yeah yeah I like that I like like challenging like miniature questions like that I'm like huh that makes me think <laughs> I'm just like where like that <laughs> so are you working on anything currently that is really exciting to you yeah I think like my long-term project is just working on my blog I've learn to love writing throughout the past year and I feel like writing has been like my passion it's ironic because writing used to be like my worst suit so even worse than like my math skills (laughs) like I was so (laughs) bad at writing and long story short I mean growing up in high school and college I was just never good at writing and in high school I think like the teachers thought that I was like really slow or I had like ADD or something. So like they actually put me into special education, you know, without even like testing me. I don't even know if that should be a thing, but they just kind of placed me within like special education classes. And like I was called sped growing up and it was like, like, why am I being called sped? It was like really embarrassing. And then when I got into college, I was like, oh, this is over. Like, I don't have to be called SPED anymore, but I went to work with university in New Jersey and there's a writing course there that is mandatory for you to pass or you can't graduate. And it's called expository writing. And I was placed into that class and they have a practice test in the first week or so. And there is less than a 1% chance of people filling that class and I failed it. So they put me into a lower class and I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I, I, I wasn't sure if this like process was going to end. And, but the thing is, I'm so glad I was placed into the lower writing course because it forced me to write the whole year. I took two semesters of like really hardcore writing. And I feel like through that, I've begun to learn writing and it's become more of like a, more than just a muscle memory. It's become a, a part of me and I, I write every single day. That's what like I want my blog to come out to be like, just to show more of my passion projects from there. So yeah, so 
if you go on my website, yeah, all these posts. So I feel like everything that other people have told you you weren't good at, or you felt even yourself that you weren't good at, you kind of turned everything around. And now it's the things that you are excited about. Yeah. So that's really unique about you, Grace, Aww. is that you don't <laughs> let those things stop you. But no. seriously, because a lot of people, whenever we face these setbacks and struggles, we kind of let it rule how we are and then we don't want to touch it anymore but with you you do the total opposite you just kind of (laughs) go into it and you learn to love the things that you were not good at and now it's like the best part of you I always I feel like I've always like learned to live through this model where the things that I wasn't good at or the things that brought me down were my biggest drivers and motivators and that really pushed me to want to be good at it so that came with like writing, even sports, school, everything. It really just pushes me to just want to get over that hump. Yeah. And honestly, I think that should be one of your legacies to tell people and teach people that it doesn't matter what other people think of you. And it, even if you think that about yourself, you can overcome that and it can become your biggest strength, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we put it into perspective like that, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Look at what you're doing now. You're handling math, you're oh writing. My, God. <laughs> tell my mom will pat me on the shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, right? You'd be like, I'm yes, seriously. finally. <laughs> I know. I guess you can put it in that way, yeah. <laughs> Now, Grace, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? You could find me on my blog. It's gracefkim.com or my Instagram handle. It's gracefkim. Basically, anything social media related is gracefkim. <laughs> well, that's yeah. really easy. That makes it easy for all of us to find you. <laughs> yeah, I like try to make everything like in sync. So <laughs> yes, that's a good way to do it. That's a good tip, actually, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we have time, I have like a short, funny story on how that name yes. came to be. So when I was in college, I was using my email address that I've had since I was like 12 years old. And it was one of the ones with like a lot of like numbers and letters in them. And I wanted to have more of like a professional email when I was applying for jobs and internships in college. So on Google, I literally typed in every single letter in between Grace because I don't have a middle name (laughs) and I don't have a Korean name. So I was like, I don't know what to do. Every single letter in the alphabet was taken except for the letter F. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to be Grace F. Kim. (laughs) And that's literally how it all started. So now I've changed everything I have to Grace F. Kim. (laughs) Grace named herself. She has a new I did. I did. Someone can name the F in the middle. (laughs) I haven't named it yet. (laughs) Well, it's working for you. Now you got Mm -hmm. it. It's yours. (laughs) I know. I'm like trying to like just like capture it and like everywhere. Like my YouTube is Grace F. Kim. Twitter, Grace. Everything is Grace F. Kim. Well, that's a good thing. Now you have everything. And now everyone can find you wherever you are (laughs) as Grace F. Kim. I know. I know. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Grace. I really appreciate all of the knowledge that you gave us today. Thanks so much for having me on, Debbie. This is so fun. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Grace. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to become an online digital marketer and work from anywhere.
Hey, Offbeat family, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.